howdy, hey friends, welcome to the Rope Droppers Podcast, your one-stop shop for all your Disney needs. My name is Glenn, and today I'm joined by co-host Colby. Landon wasn't able to make it this week, he's starting up school, so we wish him luck, but it's just going to be me and Colbs this week, so I'm super excited. This week we are covering One Star Wonders, which is a part of the show where I read off some one-star reviews, and Colby is going to have to guess which ride it is. It's super fun, and then we are drafting the best shows in WDW, so that's things like Carousel of Progress or Beauty and the Beast Live on Stage. Then we'll have Extra Magic Hours, which is a Patreon-exclusive segment, so if you want to hear that, go ahead and head on over to there. Link's down in the description. Then... As usual, we'll be wrapping things up with the Disney Trivia Showdown. So, Colby, it is great to be here with you. How you doing this week, man? I am doing well. I am loving it in Charlottesville, Virginia. Working. Got a great community around me. Been, been enjoying the transition. I've only been here for about a month, but it's definitely been good. Reagan and I got to go home this past weekend, so that was good. But happy to be back in Charlottesville, ready to record some rope droppers. Let's do it. I'm hyped. Okay, so as I said before, our first segment is One Star Wonders. And this is the newest segment of our show where, you know, every week I pick a ride, show, or attraction and pick a couple of one-star reviews from it. Funny, some are serious, uh, and I'll read it off to Colby, and he will have to guess what it is. So let's get started and jump right in to this week's, this week's guess. All right, Colby, you ready? I'm ready. Also, I really like this segment. It's fun to figure out what they're trying to say. Let's do it terrible only did it replace the vastly superior blank we waited over an hour for a ride that didn't work characters were not singing and the ride stopped frequently the staff just didn't address the issue Uh, waste of time and money from disney gosh so i'm drawing a blank here can you read the first part again one more time Uh, let's see yeah i can Uh, terrible not only did it replace the vastly superior blank Inc., which is the name where the name of the old ride goes. We waited over an hour for a ride that didn't work. Characters were not singing, and the ride stopped frequently. Honestly, I don't know. What- I gotta, I, hey, I got more reviews. I got more reviews. The way that they divide up the fast pass line and the regular line on this ride is terrible. I hate it. It replaced one of my favorite rides in Epcot, and in not Epcot. only in Epcot. And it's always over a hundred twenty-minute wait a waste of a ride just because the movie made so much money oh it's this is so it's obvious now the first review was made it tough but this definitely means it's frozen ever after yeah right that's frozen ever after is the ride i know that it it was all the reviews are really tough because they all mention maelstrom so heavily all the negative right. ones that were funny, at least. You're you're, you're yeah. a maelstrom. You're a maelstrom guy, right? Like you're. Oh, I love that. that... Maelstrom's my jam. So, do you think maelstrom is better than Frozen Ever After? No, you don't think so. No, I miss it a lot. I wish that Frozen had its own place in the park. It's my only thing. I wish as other parks around the world are now getting an Arendelle section. Norway basically is Arendelle. Yeah, which is why it stinks. But I get that Epcot's going in a different direction. I think that Frozen Ever After fits what Epcot is now much more than Maelstrom did, but I still think Maelstrom was a fantastic ride. Yeah, I know that you're more of a P- Epcot purist, but I like Maelstrom because it really did fit like the World Showcase theme. I, if I could change one thing, or if about the current World State of World Showcase, I would have less characters, and I know that that's weird for me to say because I love change. I love when the parks change, but. The countries in Epcot were the one place that it felt super authentic. I don't know. It just felt really real walking into the different sets of countries. It's such a fascinating thing to, to be able to do. And 
this is an unpopular opinion probably, but I do think that adding characters took away some validity of that. That being said, I think that it's important for Disney because they want to appeal to all audiences. They want to appeal to kids. They want to appeal to the family of four that they are currently pricing out and can't, can't go. But still like <laughs> at the same, yeah, but still that's the demographic they're going for. And so uh, that, that probably means there needs to be more characters in the park, which makes sense. And I think I don't mind. We've talked about this before. We have a whole episode dedicated to putting IP everywhere in Epcot. I, I think that I think is, is I'm fine with IP going in that section of the park because you have you no know, white was always planned on being in Germany. You have the three Caballeros over in Mexico. You've always had IP in Epcot. I just want the IP to fit and do justice to the country that it's in. I think that's my main thing. I, I don't know. I know that's an unpopular opinion as well, but I just think that Arendelle isn't in Norway. So that's the only issue reason I have an issue with Frozen being in Norway, but yeah, that was One Star Wonders. I really enjoy that segment. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Now let's move on to probably still my favorite segment, and it's the draft. And we're today we're going to be drafting the best shows at Disney. Basically, if it fits in that, if you're sitting down, I guess, would you say that's a show? Or I, I think it, it qualifies. Or not it, super sitting down, and it doesn't move. See there, but there's exceptions to that because I think Ursula Progress moves, but it's obviously a show think that sitting down and not a whole lot of movement is how I would classify it. So would you say that, for example, like a fireworks show, would that count? Yeah, that would count. That would go towards okay. it. Okay, 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 sweet. I just need that clarification. Before we uh, and it can also, like, if, if you need to dip into something that, like, isn't around anymore, so if, if you get to the point where it's the fourth round and you're like, oh, I want wishes here, then you can absolutely right. do that. But, but let's try to stick forever to... still around? Is it, forever. is it being shown around? is I'm not uh, gonna, i know you're gonna i'm not gonna choose I know that no. <laughs> i'm not gonna choose that but i just want to give a shout out to probably the worst fireworks show they've ever put out Epcot forever it's horrible yeah, that's it's a little controversial but other I than know. rivers of light actually hold on rivers of light one of the worst things that disney's ever done i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah. that you i'm sorry i had to say that but it's i know aj's true. listening right now and aj i am so sorry about that but she's cool that doesn't mean that rivers of light's horrible it's pretty bad so I'm going first, and then it'll be Colby. I think we all know what's going first round here in the after the best shows. Obviously, I'm taking Fantasmic. I think it would have been a shame not to pick this first. Yeah, this is such a clear cut number one. Like, it's really not. Like, it's Fantasmic is a tier above it, it itself. And then every, there's the rest of the shows. Yeah. Fantasmic is S tier, and then we just continue on down. So I don't know. I right. think Fantasmic is a fantastic. I haven't seen the new rendition yet. But I've only heard good things. So yeah, the new Fantastic like brought chills. Like I thought it was so unbelievable. I can't wait Love to, watch to hear it that. Again. Yeah, hear that. it was really fabulous. Number two, I guess I could go a lot of different directions here, but I'm gonna take Happily Ever After. I think it's safe. It's a safe number two. Yeah. So the only negative part about this is you have to stand, and like hand up. Like I hate standing, especially. Like, I hate standing for fireworks shows just because it's at the end of the day and you're so tired. But this one is worth it. So definitely, really, like, the way the music flows in the show, it's really good. It wouldn't have made it to the next round. That being said, I have to remember who I'm doing this draft against. I'm not doing it against Landon or anybody who goes to Disney the way some people do. I think for the number two pick, I'm going to have to take Country Bear Jamboree right off the board. That was actually definitely my next pick. 
And I almost picked it over Happily Ever After, but I just thought that might be too. It might have been, but I do think that, I don't know, I like it a lot. It's one of my favorite shows. Shout out to Big Al. Also, there's a lot of jokes in the Country Bear Jamboree that don't feel super Disney-esque. Like, no, but that's part of its charm, though. I know, they, but they're just not... I just don't think that if Country Bear Jamboree was made in 2023, I just don't think a lot of those jokes would, would have made it. Wouldn't. I had to go over to Japan for almost everything that I love about Disney. I know that they made that movie, right? They made a movie about it, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I remember that. No, I remember <laughs> watching that movie and just being shocked at how lifelike the bears look. Dude, I'm just. I kidding. just want to. That that I'm like. I was about to say, if you're gonna have a positive just, opinion about it, I'm, I'm gonna let you have kidding. it. That's like I, that's on par. Which Disney is the worst eye to attraction movie that Disney has ever made. Not something I'm like itching to rewatch. And that's the Country Bears is so bad, even compared to some of the worst movies I've seen. So I yeah. rewatched it maybe a year and a half ago, and it was just as bad as I remembered. But I enjoyed watching it, though. I can't explain it. Like, it was just, there's, there's such charm while watching it, and I, I like it. My next pick, I am a big Monsters, Inc. fan. And so I'm going to have to take your buddy, he's my buddy, Buddy Boyle. Good one. But I'm going to take Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. I genuinely think the show is very funny. I know that if you've done it many times, it can seem less funny, but... The human interaction of the sh- in the show is just always cracks me up. And there's something, every time I watch the show, even though I know it's like they're setting up, just because it's different people every time, you really do get a different experience. It's just a really <laughs> fun show. It's funny. You're going to be that uh, guy. Yeah, no, I, one of my Disney bucket lists, I want to be that guy super badly. But I'm just, I just don't look as old as I really am. And they haven't chosen me yet. But maybe when I start having maybe when I start having kids and like getting like older, like then like I will be chosen finally and start wearing like some Nike like dad shoes and wear Disney polos with the Mickey Mouse. Like a a fishing shirt. I feel like dads Mm -hmm. wear those fishing shirts. I would never wear those. Sorry if you wear them, but or (laughs) I could wear like some type of I paid for this vacation or or I could wear a shirt. I don't do matching shirt. Mm, That's a good one. What's so funny about those is in it, that in itself is a matching shirt. You actually, actually do matching shirts. Hey, but with Laugh Floor being off the table, I'm actually going to stay in Magic Kingdom, and I'm going to take Mickey's Philhar Magic the third round here. I think with the update that it's got, it probably wouldn't have been high on my list without the update and the addition of the Coco scene, but I think the fact that Disney is continuing to give this show love uh, means that it is making my list. Mickey's Philhar Magic. I was about to take that with my third round pick, yeah. Just because when they added the Coco scene, it really did elevate it to me. When he goes into the Mia Moore, it's just such an awesome... It fits the show very well and also gives... It's halfway through and it gives like a new life and a new breath of air to the show. Really fantastic. I think that they just... I really do think they hit it out of the park with Great. that for sure. So, gosh, my next one is tough. So I really... I want to pick a show, but there's something I don't really like about the show. So like, I just... I want to... Maybe if it's in the fourth round, I'll take it. But number three, I'm going to take Muppets. And I know that... Wow, that's a good one. I know that this will probably mean some people won't choose my list because it's not... Like, Muppets, it's very old. When it, it, was it an opening day attraction? Close? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think it was opening day, but it was close. It's weird, but also special in a way. I can appreciate it, and I like the Muppets, so I'm going to take the Muppets here. 
I do think that Muppets is deserving of being on this list. It's in the same vein as Country Bear Jamboree to me. It makes me laugh, but a little, it could use an update or two. But that being said, the show that I am drafting in the fourth round, personally, it's one of my favorites. I think it deserves to be drafted. Only a solid fourth round pick. I'm taking Finding Nemo the Musical, Big Blue and Beyond. I think it's fun. I think it's a really relaxing thing to have at Animal Kingdom, an extremely hot park. It's a great place to get into the air conditioning and out of the heat. So I'm taking Finding Nemo the Musical, Big Blue and Beyond here in the fourth round. Okay. So I was actually going to take that one, but they've changed the show a little bit and I didn't like the change, but I still think it's great. I like the music and the big big world, stuff like that. It's, it's good. So with my last one, this is tough because there's two shows that I really like, but I don't love either, but I like them both. And I'm going to go with Festival of the Lion. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm like the biggest fan of this show. I do like it, um, but it's not something I must do. Does that make sense? Does that, I is totally that ringing get a bell? Is that ringing a bell for anyone else? Every yes, time I'm in that show, I like it, but I don't like. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. And the another and the other show that I was in between was Indiana Jones. I, I feel the exact same way about Indiana Jones. I do Festival of the Lion King. I really do I like both shows. Even Beauty and the Beast to an extent, a little. I like the I like that one a little less. But both the shows, there's just something about both shows that I can't really put my finger on. Maybe because I've done it multiple times. Um, I don't really like the seats in either theater. I just don't feel like super comfortable. Um, Festival of the Lion King. I've had to wait a long time to watch it before. I do like it. The music is great. So I'm gonna take Festival of the Lion King to round out my list. I think it's a solid pick. I do have two honorable mentions. I think one that's a sleeper pick is be the electric water pageant. I think that thing is that's super magical, like a really cool part of your vacation. If you've ever had the pleasure of being around wait, uh, Bay Lake. Wait, oh, can, I, can I change uh, it? Can I change I want to take that. I forgot that? about that. Yes. No, I forgot about that. And I'm definitely taking electric water pageant. It's it, it was hard not putting it on my list. I got to take Sorry, I have to take it. I totally <laughs> forgot about it, but I actually have like incredible memories watching that with my family. So I, I have to take that. That's a goaded show. Oh, I, I totally go agree. Watching that on the po Polynesian beach. Polynesian or my favorite place that I've ever watched it was on the beach of Fort Wilderness. And it was super magical. Super fun. Really yeah, good pick. That Cole. is magical. Like, but you reminded me of it because like it was your pick, but I stole it. So hey, what can you. I say? It was an honorable mention for me. So I'm happy to improve your list. But another one that I wanted to bring up, because you said that whenever you mentioned Happily Ever After, you said that it was better than Wishes. But there's another fantastic fireworks show that was retired from that era of Disney, which is Illuminations. Oh, yeah. Illuminations so might good. be better than Happily Ever After. I, that's no, what like, I was going to ask. That's what I was going to ask. My list, personally, because I think it represents a lot for what Epcot was, and it was around for... I think the one thing I'll say about Illuminations, it was around for too long. I am way too attached to that show because of how long I was able to see it. It was around almost my entire, it was around like from 1999 till September of 2019. But this is, this is one of the best fireworks shows that Disney has ever put out, which is why it stuck around for so long. It's honestly, I think because of its lack of intellectual property, it is higher on my list than Happily Ever After, even though I think Happily Ever After completely smacks. But it's not around anymore. If you get the, if you ever get the itch to watch it, look it up on YouTube. There's several really good point of views for it. It's fantastic. It doesn't do it justice, but at least you get the fantastic music. I listen to the music at work 
yesterday. It's fantastic. All right, let's go ahead and recap our lists, and then we'll move on into extra magic hours. For me, my first round pick was Phantasmic, obvious, easy first round pick. Then Country Bear Jamboree, then Mickey's Philhart Magic, and then I wrap things up with Finding Nemo the Musical, Big Blue, and Beyond. I do think the original one was a little bit superior, but this is still a fantastic show. That's my list. And I took Happily Ever After, then Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, then we took the Muppets, and then rounded it out with the Electrical Water Pageant. I think adding the Electric Water Pageant to your list really makes it to be like, I would pick either of these. Uh, they're yeah. fan. It's fun. Yeah, so right. now we are Both going to... Oh, go ahead. Both lists are fantastic. Now we're going to move on to Extra Magic Hours. And for those of you who don't know what Extra Magic Hours is, it's a Patreon-exclusive segment. And if you don't know what Patreon is, it's basically like where you can subscribe to our Patreon and help support the show. There are several different tiers there, but all the tiers get access to this part of the show. I'm about uh, to share a story on Extra Magic Hours that really, it was oh, it's just really crazy. It's wild. Let's go ahead and hop right in to Extra Magic Hours, and then we will move on to the Disney Trivia Showdown. All right, I have a pretty good question. I'm going I'm to okay, start us I'm off. Hyped. What is the first ever Disney animated movie to be nominated for Best Picture? Best Picture? I think the only guess I would have is Snow White. So yeah, go ahead and go ahead. shoot. What is it? Beauty and the Beast. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't have gotten that. It does make sense, but it would not have been my first guess. Pretty good. It's pretty good. My question's a little bit more, a little bit more parks related and kind of a deep cut, which is so exciting for me. I love the deep cuts. All so right, I'm ready. Those of you who don't know, Illuminations actually had four renditions before we even got to Reflections of Earth, which is the one that everybody knows. And for those of you who don't know, Illuminations was the fireworks show over at Epcot. I actually got, there were four total fireworks shows with the name Illuminations at Epcot. I'm not looking for their names, not looking for anything other than when did the very first Illuminations start at Epcot? Okay, I know that... 2000 was in the name at some point. So that's the Reflections of Earth. Is That's the one that's like super popular. It's the one opening day was on October 1st, 1999. Uh, Reflections, uh, Illuminations 2000's Reflections of Earth. So if it's not Illuminations 2000, I don't know what it is. Okay. Okay. It's crazy. This is even, its namesake has been around since this year. It's been around. Illuminations was around 1988. It wasn't around for so long. It's crazy. But... Yeah, that's my Disney trivia question. Love Epcot trivia, though. I love it. That was a good one. I, man. So did they? When did they drop the two thousand? Was it always in the name? I think or... it, it. I think it technically it was always in the name, but people just started calling it Illuminations Reflections of Earth. I guess like it wasn't super relevant that it was two thousand yeah. anymore. So, I think whenever I think they. Makes... Oh, so here in the article it says in two thousand one is when they dropped it. So when the Millennium Celebration oh, wow. ended. So for a long time it was just Illuminations, but. A lot of people call it Reflections of Earth. A lot of people just call it like that. And then there were special editions in that. They still had the holiday illuminations going on throughout that. Then they had the 4th of July, New Year's Eve, and New Year's Day type things. Oh, super duper fun episode this week. That was really fun. And then you were absolutely missed. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this one. It concludes this episode of the Rope Droppers podcast. If you want to find us on social medias and keep up to us and be able to vote in the drafts, you can check us out over on Instagram at the Rope Droppers Podcast. You can check me out at Imagineer Glenn, Colby out at Colby Trades Pins, and then you can also check Landon out at Disneyland MB. I'll give him a little bit of a shout out since he does put in a lot of work for this too. 
And then, as usual, if you want access to the script, stickers, anything like that, you can check us out over on Patreon, where the Extra Magic Hour segment will be going. That's down in the description as well. But yeah, we appreciate you guys so much for being here, so much for being a part of this. It was great being here with Kolbs. So, yeah, my name is Glenn. I'm Colby. And this has been the Rope Droppers Podcast. We appreciate you guys being here and listening, and we'll see you real soon. Mm-hmm.